This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We thank God for Acts 1.8 where it says, But ye shall receive power. Look at Jesus. Amen. He's prophet, priest, and king. Amen. King of who? All kings. Lord of who? All little L lords. King of all little K kings. Amen. Kings and kings will all pass, pass away, but Jesus will remain. Amen. And look at him prophesying here. Ye shall receive power. After what? The Holy Ghost is come upon you. Looking at this endowment, the anointing, the approval of God after he cleanses you and establishes you as his own. And you walk in his way, the will of his word and the power of his spirit. And he enables you to advance his kingdom throughout all the stormy blasts of the quagmire of this earth in its tumultuous sinful fallen state God enables us to find sturdy ground we can walk through my father's from George he said I could peep through muddy water and spy on dry ground I never could figure the full meaning of that but I kind of feel it as I said what I just said <laughs> thank God amen and we know our old ancestors they were going to make it somehow so they went from the scorn of being whipped and chained and then uh, made it into the White House. Isn't that something? Look at God. God is able. Amen. Yes. He can do exceeding abundantly above what we could ask or think. I thank God for that. Jesus wants us to have that same thing in us today. He said, receive power, but the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And that's how you're going to get it. And you shall be after that. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Starts right where you are. Moses, what is in your hand? I have a staff. You're going to use that. Amen. Go before Pharaoh. You're going to use that. Amen. Gideon, I know you're a little, just an orchard worker, a little farmer boy, seemingly, you know, not much into warfare, but I'm going to use you. God uses us. We have things in us that he put in us we may not even be aware of. Jesus is calling it out of us. He said, you're going to receive power. He made a way. There's a door there. If you seek, knock, and ask, and seek the Lord, amen, diligently. He's a re rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. He's going to give you Amen. The power you need to succeed. Amen. Thank God. So yes, God is calling uncommitted souls. He even calls committed souls because there's a higher place of praise always. Do we ever graduate? No. Thank God. But God is calling by his spirit in his message. Uncommitted souls unto him to become his holy lights in the demonic darkness of the deceived world as it is today and wants us to be heavenly salt that hasn't lost its savor uh, and to become a prayerful incense for this spiritually dead world. It's a cold, dark, bland world. Uncommitted souls also include those who are not completely submitted to 
the Holy Spirit. And we can see in the, these last discourses how there's a prophetic curriculum for us to honor the presence of the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, to do what he has come to do. Let him be who he completely is. Amen. Some of us like to cherry pick the word of God today, but God is saying the Holy Ghost is coming. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you got to receive him for who he is. And you can't cherry pick his presence. That's right. He has to be who he is. Amen. Right. And he's going to reward you completely if you submit completely to him. You will have the full experience of the complete revelation of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Lord's true church is made of people who have become witnesses to that experience. For they are the Lord's congregants and they are lively stones and he uses them to build his church. It's a spiritual thing, amen. A spiritual organism. Ah, and dead stones have not yet been baptized by the Holy Spirit. If you continue prayerfully to do what pleases God, that is continuing to obey him, the Holy Spirit will, will enable you to obey him. Yes, he will. And he'll help you to do that every waking moment. If not, you'll be convicted and he will help you to get it right. But the day you hear his voice, what? Hard and not your heart. Amen. So every waking moment, he's going to be working on you. According to uh, the word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It will become increasingly clear that you truly belong to Jesus. When you first come to him, you may have a little bit of doubts here and there, but the Holy Ghost comes to clear that up. Amen. Mm -hmm. And your life will become evident of his baptism. However, you know, there are certain lifestyles we choose to live that are against the eternal creator that may cause a journey of the heart that leads to spiritual dormancy. We go to sleep on the Lord. We stop uh, approaching him. We stop pursuing him. And the germination process may come to a halt. We may not pass completely over from death over to life. My God. How often do we decommission the Holy Spirit? Thus decommissioning ourselves from the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. How many times have we done that? Because of these possibilities, we must never forget that there are unfortunate times when the Holy Spirit withdraws. Let's talk about that today. When the Holy Spirit withdraws. There are many biblical accounts of when the Holy Spirit was withdrawn in decommission, when souls no longer sought after God, wanting God to back off of them. So they could be free to do whatever was right in their own eyes. You go through the annals of time as the scriptures have revealed, and you will see all kind of characters. You know, we failed on every occasion as we were tested. And, and as you look at all the dispensations of time, and the covenants that God made in each one. There was an Edenic covenant, uh, which shows forth that there was a failure in man. 
decommissioning the presence of God in their lives. My God, and what happened to us? Look at us, born and shaped in iniquity. The Adamic covenant, my God. And there was failure there, especially in Adam's family with the first murder and the first uh, forensic medicine that was made. God said, your blood, brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. My God, he did a Quincy on him, my God. And he thought he could hide the evidence. No. Every covenant, there's a failure there. My God. You know, God being the gentleman that he is, unfortunately, he must accommodate our wantonness alienation. And then when we alienate ourselves away from God, pushing him off, denying him access to our very being, the core of our sinfulness, where he wants to make amends, we become wantonous, and we cannot experience the blessings of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Can't even uh, submit to that. That's the first opening of it. The Lord. Yes, he's Lord, but is he your Lord? He's a shepherd, but is he your shepherd? Yes, he's Elohim, but is he your Elohim? He's, amen, Rohi, but is he yours? My God, we alienate ourselves from him. Why do we do that? Why does God still, amen, prompt us time and time again? You know why? Because he is our eternal, holy, righteous judge. He's going to see to it. That's why he's called in the Hebrew, Yehovah Yireh. We say in the West, Yehovah Jireh. And we only look at the provider part because we want to get blame, blame on things. But he's the God of more than enough. He's the God that will see to it. We got to get the whole revelation of Jehovah Yireh. Amen. Yes. He's going to keep working overtime to get to you. Amen. He has to have over 6,000 some odd Jehovah uh, names yes. just because of us and our fickleness. Yes. My God. But yes. he's yet one true living God. You know, there are two main things to consider after seeking a right relationship with the God I just described. Uh -huh. Number one, God is yet long-suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Amen. Offering grace, that's the power to be transformed. But there is a limit. Look at the covenants. There's a limit. The, dispens the, the, the dispensations. Those are periods of time wherein man is tested to the revealed will of God. Will we be able to stand? My Lord's getting us ready for that great day. Who shall be able to stand? You got to go from death to life. You got to go from, amen, mortality to immortality. And you got to go for it right here and right now. You can have eternal life right here and right now while we're still mortal. Amen. Yes, because we're all appointed uh, a time to die in Hebrews 9, 27. But after that, the Holy Ghost, amen, amen, has done his work and all. And now you're presented to God. There's going to come a day of judgment. Yes. And the Holy Ghost is going to say, I did the best I could. They kept saying no, even to the last minute. No, here they are. And then you don't want the Holy Ghost to be the witness of that. Because the Holy Ghost would not leave out a detail. And he's going to open up. And amen. It's going to be new revelation and glory. 
You didn't know God could go better than the inspiration he put in us to create digital and audio and all of these things. God has much better, amen, means of showing forth your thoughts and your heart aspirations and the real reason why you want what you want. There's a real bottom underlying root down there for why you have the fruit that you have. Amen. Some of us are commissioned by our own flesh and not walking by the Holy Spirit. There's a limit. Look at the, uh, Genesis 6, 3. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Somebody looked at that and said, well, man is limited. They can live on maybe up to 120, but that's it. That's not what this scripture is about. The Lord warned that his spirit would not strive with man forever, but that there would be a delay during that time when it was written, a delay of 120 years. Noah, working on the ark, 120 years. My God, then the rain came. And the Lord used some of Noah's uh, family members and gave them special prophetic names that they would know when Methuselah would come on the scene. And then uh, the time period for the deluge would be approaching. God ordered, amen, weather based on the prophetic word that he gave. And when someone was birthed, the time clock shifted. And in the prophetic order of God, the same God has said, let there be light. Let there be a deluge. Where sin abounds, what grace abounds, much, much more. We look at grace as only that I could get what I could get when I could get it while the getting is good. Or oh, I can hide in my sin and God can't say anything because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. They got all kind of wacky, deceitful, demonic teachings out there. God has an all-seeing eye, and you can't, amen, hide from him. I don't care what dark corridor you are in. It is yet a lit room for God. And look at God is speaking to the day in Noah's day. He said, I'm going to give you 120 years before the judgment of the flood would come. See, God is long-suffering to us. We're not willing that what any should perish. But there is a limit. Peter tells us that it was Christ who was preaching through Noah to the antediluvians, you know, the people before the flood, uh, preaching to them by the Holy Spirit. In 1 Peter, he reveals in chapter 3, verses 18 through 20, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened, made alive, by the Holy Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is only eight souls, were saved by water. And in Second Peter 2 5, and he goes on to say, and Spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. 
They rejected the message and are now imprisoned, said Apostle Peter, as moved by Holy Ghost. My God. So that was the first part of what you need to know when you are approaching God to have a right relationship with him. He's long-suffering, yes, and he wants to offer grace for transformation, but look, there's a time limit, y'all. And number two, you need to know about this about God. Only true repentance, yes, ouch, yes, I said repentance. I know it's unfashionable in this secular, humanistic, worldly, postmodern church that we live in in this era, in this culture that we live in today. But God's truth did not change. I'm not fad driven. I don't care if the whole crowd is going somewhere. If God tells me to stay put, guess what I'm going to do? Stay put. Only true repentance as a result of godly sorrow avails the mercy of God. True what? True repentance as a result of what? Godly sorrow. You can't come to him proud as you know. My God, you just proud. You just know you're good. I did this and I did that and I did that. God owes me. God's got to move. That's a prideful attitude. When you really come before God and God's presence comes before you, you're going to know how sinful you really are. Because God is holy. There's no sin in him at all. You will see the demarcation and you will know that you are a person of foul lips. Like so many prophets said, I'm a man of unclean hands. Like so many people who were called by God that came to him and realized their real spiritual state. You're going to know. Psalm 51, you know about that song. David praying intensely in verses 11 through 13. Cast me not away from thy, thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and be and, and, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Can't you feel David praying? You ever been there? Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. He wants sinners what? Converted unto the Lord. Not unto him. I don't have a picture of myself on the wall. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the Lord. Amen? We advance what? His kingdom. Not some faulty little cake kingdom and all of their auspices. No, in vicissitudes that were created for some reason that's not even moved by the Holy Ghost. Here's a paraphrase of David's prayer in uh, uh, Psalm 51 11. Don't give up on me. Can't you hear yourself praying that prayer? Did you ever pray that prayer? Don't give up on me, Lord. Or banish me from your presence. I can't stand the thought of being away from you. Or of having your, your Holy Spirit taken from me. In this age in which I live. You do take your Holy Spirit from men. When they walk in disobedience to you. You did it to Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 14. I shudder to think of the consequences. Please Lord spare me from this faith. I can hear David in. Verse 12, saying it like this, and it's based on the, the biblical truth. As I said before, I have lost my song. Not my soul, but my song. Not your salvation, but the joy of your salvation. Some of us are in it to win it, 
but we have lost the joy. My God, we don't enjoy the ride. You know, the, the world didn't give us this joy, and they can't take it away. But we allow joy to be taken away, and it can be taken away because it's not the Lord's joy. It's not a fruit of the Spirit kind of joy. It must be some joy juice in some bottle from around town. Johnny Walker, Red Wild Turkey is from somewhere. Hennessy is from somewhere. But it's not the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. You get the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the eternal Spirit of the Holy Ghost. My God, God will move you. To go forward in holy righteousness unto God. Not spiritual wickedness from the high places of this earth. That's a finite earth. Because God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Why would you put all your hopes for the future in a fallen place? I want to keep my hands in the hand of the man from Galilee. He's going to lead me into green pastures and still waters. He's going to renew and restore my soul. I'm going to go through the shadow of the valley of death of this earth. And God's going to be with me. His rod and his staff, they're going to comfort me. Yes, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life here in this earth. But I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. He's coming. Are you going to be ready? Hallelujah. I got to be ready. Thank you, Lord. Don't forsake me, Lord. David said, uphold me with your generous spirit. God pours out Jehovah Yireh, the God of more than us. He fills you. Baptismal portion overflowing. In other words, David said, I want your spirit to make me willing to obey you and to please you in all things. Don't just save me from my belt up. Save me also from my belt down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyhow, then I will be maintained in paths of righteousness. David had to learn. Amen. Don't be a voyeur. My God. But look to the hills from which cometh your help. My help comes from the Lord. Not some naked woman that I shouldn't be looking at on the rooftop somewhere. I need to be keeping my eyes focused on the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not going to want what my flesh wants so bad that I kill the husband so I can keep the wife. My God, David learned the hard way. First kid died. My God, another one came. God told him what the name of, but he still went against God a little bit and called him Solomon. You know, people do that. They cry peace where there is no peace. Solomon means peace. My God. And the peace never left God's, never left God's house. Oh, it is God's house. But David didn't know that he, he think it's his house. And that's how we are when we think it's our house. Oh, you don't put a, 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 a hang, hang your shingle in the flesh. Oh, no, so now you on your own. Let's see what you do against Satan and all of his deceitful teachers. Let's see if you can withstand the wiles of the devil by yourself. Oh, I didn't think so. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the wisdom and the power that comes from the Holy Ghost to be able to withstand the wiles of the devil in the evil day. And that evil day is always coming back because the devil comes back. He's like the cat in the hat. The cat in the hat comes back. He came the first time. And did all kind of things and he left for a minute. But he came back at a more opportune time. That's how the devil works. He's going to keep trying and try, try again until he finds a crack in your character. He may sell you into a crack in your character. That's how he works. But I thank God for verse 13. 
David, imagine him saying this. One byproduct of my forgiveness will be that I will aggressively witness to other transgressors and tell them your ways of pardon and peace. In other words, I'm going to tell them how jacked up I was and how God helped straighten me out. I was tore up from the floor, almost made God throw up. But look, he created in me a clean heart. He renewed a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Somebody bless the Lord. You got to learn how to come out of your dark, dirty closet and let the glory of God shine forth. You got to tell it like it is yes. and also tell it like it was. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank God and don't forget, tell how it will be yes. forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank David went on to say, and when they hear of what you have done for me, they will want to return to you also. See, that's how it works. That's verse 13 in a nutshell. So when you become spiritually married, people of God, spiritually married in a right relationship with the Holy Spirit, think about that, maybe you never had. Guess what? You will live to defend his honor as he defends yours. I'm married to this great woman of God. I defend her honor. You will see a new side of me if you dishonor her. You don't want to go there. My God. Ah, you heard of Muhammad Ali? Float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. I'm on steroids in the Holy Ghost. Don't do it. Hallelujah, anyhow. She defends my honor. She said, what? Uh, no, you no, you didn't. She defends my honor. Amen. You got a right relationship with the Holy Ghost, you should be defending his honor, not letting the Holy Ghost be talked about or used all kind of ways. My God, we got the Holy Ghost being portrayed in movies incorrectly. People taking the highest praise of God and making it into a, a punchline and a joke. My God, men dressing up like women. My God, running around the stage from a hallelujah. We gotta watch it. You see what happens. The devil is making a, a, a funny thing out of something that's so near and dear in the house of God. Something that comes in the presence of the epitome uh, of, uh, of God, epiphanies that happen in the house of God through the Holy Ghost. And now we're dishonoring it. We're not defending anymore. You're going to become a true defender of holy faith when the Holy Ghost really comes in your life and you honor him correctly. See, that comes from the power of God really working in your life. We're talking about the lawful works of grace, y'all. As you humble yourself to the power of his transforming consecration, I know that's a heavy phrase for a Sunday morning, but when God changes you from the inside out, you get closer to him. He cleans you up and he makes you like him. Amen. And your spirit is now in a condition conducive for the environment of being in the presence of God. He's going to make you over. Hallelujah. Come on into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Good and faithful servant. Well done. He's going to change us from a, amen, from mortality to immortality in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. We're going to have a heavenly body. I thank God for that. Right now, we got a little taste of heaven in the Holy Ghost coming in our life. Amen. But we still got this body. We got to deal with the body. It's like dragging around sin. We're dragging it around. Here we are. It's still with us. We still got the man of sin. It's dragging around. We're dragging him around. That's what we're doing. 
and he falls apart and we try to fix him. You know? I don't know how to work it in the sermon. See? And we waste time trying to fix our flesh when we could be progressing in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Thank God. Thank God. But we got to learn, amen, that the Holy Ghost ought to be a loving compadre, your friend, your life coach. My God, you've got to depend on him. you got to lean on him. Amen. You've got to go through the powers of sin, amen, and not be moved by them because you have the power of God within you. And now the power of sin can't control you or hinder you. Amen. Come upon you and put shackles on you. No. Because you don't want anything to do with it. The reason why we get in trouble because the devil knows what we haven't given up yet. He's looking at us. He's taking notes. We haven't gone through the transforming consecration yet. And he knows where he can get us. Hit us a little bit and get us. But God is working overtime that we may be qualified to be his own. The devil wants you to be his own, but God said, no, she belongs to me. He belongs to me. Hallelujah. And, and he's our advocate. And God is warding off the devil as we pray. Thank God. And we could say yes to the Lord. Wash me clean. That thought came in my mind and I meditated on it a little too long. And I started to ponder and go that way. Jesus said, if you start thinking it, it's a sin. Hallelujah. So we have to say, Lord, forgive me. I want to do right. Cleanse my hands. Purify my heart. Hallelujah. Give me one mind, not a double mind. Hallelujah. I don't want to be unstable in all my ways. You got to go to God like that. Yes, and then your life will glorify him due to the work that he is allowed to do completely in you until he can do unto you as Numbers 6, 24 through 26 says in the New King James Version. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. See, some people think they can walk around all in their uh, unregenerated and, I, and if I was to snap on them like we did in the 70s, look at you, you little unregenerated, untransformed, unconsecrated self, you know. But we, we still think God's going to bless us with that. God is trying to work that mess off of us and out of us. Yes. Then he'll be able to say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. If your mind is stayed on the Lord, amen, and you're maintaining that course in life where God is your all in all, you will have peace. Not the peace that the world gives, give out unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said that, amen. And when God qualifies you like that, he will not, uh, you will not now have the mind to continuously deny the Holy Ghost, grieve the Holy Ghost. Quench the Holy Ghost. Amen? You will not continuously keep him locked out, in other words, keep him annoyed, and keep him hindered. Yes, the Holy Ghost is the person he gets annoyed. God does not seek legal separation like we do in this world. The wife burns the toast a little bit too much, now you want to separate from her. Nor does he divorce us. But we certainly do those things to him. I'm separating from you, Lord. That's too much. That's too saved. We say stuff like that, amen? And we want to get away from him. 
And the more you get away from him, the colder you're going to get. And you're separated from your life source. My God, now you're groping about in darkness, thinking you're going to find your way in the dark. No. You see, God is ever among us in the midst of our sin while we are abandoning him, grieving him and vexing him, annoying him. You know, how often is he a frustrated teacher, a frustrated coach, a frustrated guide for our lives? Before we go, I want to share 12 habits that lead to spiritual separation and eventually divorce. And how to avoid them right quick. You know, these habits, I'm going to call them 12 disciples of destruction. <laughs> they work against holy matrimony. That's where I got it from. God said matrimony the way I would have it, holy matrimony. Uh, that's a picture of what I'm trying to show in Song of Solomon. I am my beloved and he is mine. Man over me is love, you know. So what's going to happen is, yes, um, it's a holy uh, togetherness. It's a holy matrimony. Thank God. And, and, and you have one that you love like that. And the other has one that they love like that. Thank God. Monogamy. Thank God. Holy matrimony. It's a picture of a right relationship with God's spirit. Adam, Adam, where are you, Adam? God knew where he was. But it was a prophetic question to Adam. Why? Because Adam chose to be separated. A cold, dark separation. And when you're like that, you're going to feel how lost you are. And that's why the Bible says there will be weeping and what? Gnashing of teeth. Eternal regret. You're going to have all the thoughts and all the feelings when you are separated from God. And if you keep going, when sin is allowed to do what it came to do, it's going to bring forth death. That's the only baby it could have in its death ward. My God. Number one of the 12 disciples of destruction. Constant criticism can lead to divorce. See, if I'm getting ready to say something to Lisa, you know, criticize her. I'm getting tired of this toast, girl. You got to learn how to. I better find about 12 good things to say. Maybe if I find a 12, I won't even say that one criticism thing, the critiquing thing. Bible said be, be, be slow to speak. In James, right? Swift to hear, slow to anger. Thank God. So look at that. Constant criticism can lead to divorce. You know, people start criticizing the Holy Ghost, criticizing the work of the Holy Ghost, criticizing what God came to do. Why? Because they're measuring God with a, a false teaching. They're calling every place that hangs a sign, even though they say church. That's church. And I was hurt in the church. That's church hurt. There's no hurt like a church hurt. That church wasn't even a church. Some of the people in there didn't belong to Christ's church. You could be in a church and not be in the church. Come on. Constant criticism. See, maybe you have a false criticism. Maybe that wasn't eat that it couldn't be Christ's church. Because if it's Christ's church, when people look at Christ's church, they're gonna say, Wow, how they love. They love the way Christ loves. Now, wow, how they backstab. Is that Christ's church? Wow, how they envy and covet each other. Is that Christ's church? No. 
That's folks who have found their way. Like uh, God asked Satan, Satan, what's up? Where, where you going? Where you headed? What you doing? He said, you know how I do. You know how I roll, seeking who I made it by. Well, you know. He said, have you considered my servant Job? See, the devil's always going about it. The devil could go there and that needy. You know, others can come in the church building that don't belong to Christ's spiritual church. Amen. I hope I get an amen. amen. Number two. Don't do this. Dividing everything into his and hers can lead to divorce. Your bank account and my bank account. You know? Watch all of that. That's your refrigerator over there and that's mine over there. This is my man cave. I don't want you nowhere near. Don't come here. And they got something they hide up in there. I want a Christian man cave. I think it could be possible. Amen. But I have to be uh, transparent about it. <laughs> Thank God. Lisa could come in at any given moment. Don't matter. Wait, hold up. I'm trying to hide stuff. Oh, God, he should come. I shouldn't have to be doing that. Amen. And Jesus knocked on the door. I'm here. Uh oh, hold up. Hold up, Jesus. Wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. No, stop. You know? Never mind this dividing. We all won. Ours, ours, ours. It's ours. And you belong to God is what? Ours. My body belongs to God. If we didn't have any women present in the men's meeting, we'll sing certain body parts. My, you know what? Belongs to God. My whole body belongs to God. Then there won't be no double dipping all around town, if you know what I'm saying. Live holy. Every part of you should be holy. Look at number three. Putting the marriage on hold so you could... Do better at your job. Do better at the church. And do better with the kids. I mean, I love the kids. But all of that could lead to divorce. Wow. Put the marriage on hold. Seriously? Hold that thought, honey. 20 years later. Honey, I've been holding because women don't forget Jack. Holding what? Gosh, I ain't say that. And then you got to break it down. When they said it, how they said it, what they were wearing, what we were eating that day. Women don't forget that. And you know the Holy Ghost is not going to forget that. You said at the altar you were crying in front of everybody. I, I, you heard it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you in a vision. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened was, he's, he's like, mm -mm -mm. Sometimes I feel like the Holy Ghost is saying, just call me Nova King because I am not feeling you right now. We got to come clean. <laughs> Amen. Don't be putting them on hold. And look at number four. Giving each other your leftovers can lead to divorce. We primp and pry and fry ourselves so that we could look good at the job or wherever else. Oh, honey, you love me. How come the man only sees you with your big hat on? Hide your rollers with all your eye boogers every morning. That's all he sees. You didn't even kill the dragon yet. But he goes to work. Oh, Betty and them. Oh, boy. They're they looking good for work. My God. We got to find a time that we look good. Sometimes we look good for the world. Amen. We could say whatever to God. God, you get the leftovers. Hear my say, uh, you're my God. You're all together. Lovely. Uh, go to bed. Wow. The, God, the job got 12 hours. Good hours. 
God got like 12 seconds. The leftovers. Number five, holding grudges and keeping score can lead to divorce. Which reminds me again to that question, what is church hurt, you know? Holding grudges and keeping score can lead to divorce. We do it in marriage, we do it against God too. And I tried to do all of that, but I lost my house giving all that offering, gosh, God. Wow, you know, people say such things. Keeping score. I saw a man in one of his books he wrote, I thought he had got saved. Uh, he showed in the book how he gave God the middle finger. Isn't that something? Wow, that's divorce. Mm. Number six, trusting your feelings more than your commitments can be one of the habits that lead to divorce. Trusting your what more? Feelings more than your what? Commitments. In sickness and in health, she got a cold. I ain't trying to hit her right now. I'm going around the corner. Mm -mm -mm. Girl next door, she don't have a cold. Wow. You know, we let our feelings take the best of us because we think the Holy Ghost is just all about that. Nothing more than feelings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Feelings. But he's more than your emotions. The roller coaster ride of your emotions. No, he's not on that ride. Thank God. He's steady. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God. No matter what it is, sunshine, rain, he remains the same. Thank God. We got to think about that. What about number seven? Making decisions without consulting your spouse can lead to divorce. Didn't even God say in all thy ways, what? Acknowledge me and I will do what? What will he do? Direct your path. He's going to direct your every step. His word is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path, right? And you got to put that word in your heart and apply it so that you will not let sin take the best of you know. Thank God. What about this? Number eight, trying to change each other can be one of the habits that lead to divorce. I'm going to change Lisa. Uh, you, wear, you will wear spandex to church. Yes, you will. You know, I'm trying to change her. Mm -mm. Stop trying to do that. Let the Lord be the change agent. My God. So you're going to get with somebody. Well, I'm going to get, it, get them so I can change them. Wow. You already failed. They should be already changed before you say I do. Amen. Amen. Stop hoping for the best of your witchcraft. Stop trying to change each other. My God. We're going to try to change God. We know, you know we do it all the time. Make God into some idol. We worship an idol, Jesus. It's not the real Jesus from the scriptures. It's an idol. My God. We try to change him. Make him into what we want him to be. Look at number nine. Planning an exit strategy. Wow, that's going to lead to divorce. In case you do this and that, I'm going to be able to do this or this or that. What, you planning for failure? Wow. Sometimes we don't have faith of a mustard seed. It must be some other microscopic organism, COVID-19 or something. Um, because we don't have enough faith to trust God for hardly anything. We're already saying, well... When I fail today, then I will. I'm going to do this or that and the other thing. Wow, you're not even trying to hear what God is saying. Making an exit strategy. Wow. Number 10, hiding the fact that you're married can lead to divorce. What's that? Uh, you got a ring, uh, you got a tan. Look like you had no tan there. It was a ring right there. Nah, what had happened was I had uh, my high school ring right there. 
I'm not married. Wow. Acting like you're not married, too. Doing all kinds of things, going to all kinds of places. Some of us do it in God. We don't act like, you know, we belong to God. Bible said, uh, it's like a man that look in the mirror and leave that mirror and go elsewhere and forget who he was. My God. Ah, but like that worldly man said, I can't forget. No, I'm not going to forget. No, 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 can't forget. I'm not going to forget. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is yet there. He's Jehovah Shammah. He is there. And he will prompt you. He will, he will remind you that he is there. I won't be able to hide it. Even if I say, I'm not speaking for you anymore, Lord, it'll be like fire in my bones. I got to let it out, like Jeremiah said. And look at number two, uh, 11, right? Number 11. Seeing porn, erotica, or graphic romance novels as harmless entertainment. <laughs> we laugh about it. That's harmless. No. That could lead to divorce. They become the shackles and chains of spiritual immaturity. Playboy will make you a played boy. And penthouse is really a pit house. Thank God. Played boy and pit house are only two examples of demonically empowered pit of hell pipelines. It robs you. It makes you look elsewhere. And you're nibbling and nibbling, nibbling and nibbling and eating snacks and bad food. You lost your appetite for your one and true love. The Song of Solomon teaches us about that. There should be one love. My God. No snacking. No, 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 no going, tipping out the back door and looking for dinner. No, stop. Put all your attention and all your energy to the woman of your youth. It says, hallelujah in the word. And look at number 12. Selfishness can lead to divorce. Uh, being one who snacks all the time, that's, that's a sign that you're selfish, you know? And there are other ways to, to show selfishness. The woman is standing there with knees and you're like, she got two hands and two feet, what? <laughs> what? Wow, wow, really? And God gives us things to do to show our love. If you love me, what did he say? Keep my commandments. But we don't like the word commandments. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. I'm not a slave anymore. To, you know, sin is passe. I'm after the cross, so it's not about all that. People got all kind of demonic doctrines they're teaching out there. But you know what? If you're in a covenant relationship with the Lord and God is about covenant, yes, we're covenant, covenantly placed together. It's like glued together. We become one. See? And you should become one with your God. He said, amen, I, I'm seeking to have fellowship with you. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. That's fellowship forever with God. And you don't even need the light of the sun because God is way brighter than that. My God. We need the true living God. To be intimate with us. Go all in and be transparent. Yes, Lord, I like doing this. I like doing that. I need you to take that power of sin. Free me from that power of sin. Come on in and rearrange. Hallelujah. Clean me up. Let them come in and do those things. Yes, Lord. 
And he will enable you to do exceeding abundantly. More than you could ever imagine, fathom or think. Amen. You know, our, our, our daily religious practices must not take place of truly loving the Lord. Sometimes we get so overly religious, we don't even love the Lord anymore. We're not doing it because we love the Lord. We're doing it because we got to do it to keep our appearance. And, you know, we got a name out there. We have to learn this. Shifting to a spiritual lifestyle of continuously trying to earn his approval is futile. God is not about that. He wants us to receive his free gift of undeserved forgiveness, which in turn leads to a personal respect that overflows even to others. Do you care about your eternity and love God enough to say no emphatically to Satan and yes emphatically, completely to Jesus? Do you? As that process of salvation shows us, we must allow the loving wisdom of God's saving grace to change us for the better, making us an example of what he can do for others. What he did for others, he'll do for you. Amen? Millions have come to the cross, but there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. You know, all glory belongs to God, and he doesn't share it. It's a copyright infringement, if you will, right? He will not allow that. See, this church can become the witnesses God is calling forth to be his lights to the fallen dark world. That's what giving God the glory is about, yes. And, we, and, the, and the world will see what God has done, what he does for us daily as we diligently pursue him. He rewards us overflowingly with his presence in our lives. That's the reward. Amen. Our own innate sinfulness, the secular world, and the spirit of the enemy work in conjunction to cause spiritual dysfunction. However, if we keep the door of our heart shut tight against this wicked trinity, letting the almighty, holy Lord of all do what he came to do, guess what? Then we can experience the vitality and victory of an authentic Christian life. Amen? We don't want the Holy Ghost to withdraw, but we want him to stay near. Amen? Draw nigh to the Lord. Amen? He will what? Draw nigh to you. You're not going to stay the way you were. He's going to cause you now because he's holy. He's going to make you clean your hands. He's going to help you to have the heart and mind to know, oh, i got to clean my hands. I can't stand before you like this. Cleanse your hands of all the things that were rebellion against God. Call sinfulness. Stop being a hater of that word. Cleanse your hands, ye what? Sinners. And purify your hearts. Ye spiritual dis schizophrenic my god we're split personality compartmentalizing i'm god right here for two seconds oh i'm a part of the best of them over here for the next several days my god praise the devil till the sun go down and, and come back up wow but we should be from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same blessing and praising the lord his praises shall what 
continuously be in my mouth. I will exalt the name of the Lord. I will extol him because he's the creator of all things. And he has welcomed me in into a holy covenant, an intimate relationship with him. Let's not deny him, people of God. Look at the parts of your life now that maybe you denied him access to. Let him come in. And instead of giving the devil time with you, that intimate time, logging in, www. Oh, let's see what church I'm going to today. www.hoochie.com. There it is. Boom. And we got one trillion hoochies we could choose from. That's a lot of idols, right? We talk about polytheistic. There's a new girl every second. My God. A new man every second. My God. But God can deliver us from that. Amen. That's a power of sin. Can God deliver from a power of sin? Is he almighty? You know, the devil came and found a crack in your character or made some kind of demonic event happened to you. Now the portals of hell came and the little demons attacked you. It could have been in your childhood. But God will help you to go back in time in your mind and go back and let you know it wasn't you. This is the fallen world. It wasn't me. Man has chosen to go the route that the devil told him to go in. But you don't have to go on that route anymore. Jesus said, I'm the way that leads to life eternal. Go my way. Hold my hand. I'm going to show you. I'll pick you up where you can't walk that great. I will even carry you over. Jesus is like that happy husband. Before the wife eats 20 turkeys, he's able to carry her over the threshold. Isn't that great? And God will carry you over the threshold. Or maybe your wife can carry you over the threshold. Whatever's better. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but God will carry you what over that threshold and help you pass from what death into life he calls us from sin and now we're not guilty saved from the penalty of sin but there's powers of sin that's what the Holy Ghost is right there right now he's working on he's talking to you right now there are powers of sin. God needs to destroy chains. As you come into the courtyard of God, you're in the pavilion, you're in there, you're in the ballpark. Yes, but I want to enter in his gates now. I'm going to be thankful unto God and bless his name. And, and, and then the gate attendee says, yes, come on, enter into the gates. He's got thanksgiving. Let him through. Let him through. Oh, she's got thanksgiving in her heart. She's thanking God for who he is, not just for what he got, who he is. She is submitted. He's submitted. Let him in. He's looking at him. He's thanking God. Look at her. He's thank She's thanking God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And go on in more. Go, go, go more. Courts now with praise unto him. Biblical praise. That means you've been in the word. You've been meditating on the word. You know the substance in the word. You have went through the word. And now the word has gone through you and has done some changes and cleaned you up. Hallelujah. Turn you around. Place your feet on solid ground. Yes, now you're in the courtyard with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. But don't stop there. There's a ladder. What's that for? Let's wash ourselves. Ah, because why? This is the prerequisite now. We're about to enter the Holy of Holies. And God says, yes, no, no, no flesh will glory in my presence. 
You got to come in. Hallelujah. God's going to clean you up. You may have come as you came, but the Holy Ghost let you come because he's already working on you. Thank God. Some people say, uh, let people come as they are, you know, and, and, and that means stay as you are. But there's no one that's worked on by the Holy Ghost has a mind to stay as they are. If you really get in the presence of God, you're going to know of the need of getting right. If I'm going to get with, with him, look at him. Oh, God. Look at me. I'm dead. Oh, God. Clean me up. Turn me around. Get this sin out of me. How did I develop a taste for this, a taste for that? It was a trick of the enemy. It was a deceitful scheme against me. I'm a victim of it. But I don't have to be a victim anymore. I'm going to be a victor. Come on in, God. Wash me with your lather. Hallelujah. Cleanse me all around and inside. Hallelujah. What's that branch? That's a hyssop branch. Why is it dipped in that red? Oh, that's the blood of the lamb. He comes to cleanse every sin. And God, amen, is sprinkling it on you to brand you to say, I have cleansed him. I have cleansed her. He's walking under the blood. She's walking under the blood. Now the world can do you no harm. Now the devil can do you no harm. Now sin can't imprison you anymore. I'm free to worship God. Hallelujah. I'm cleansed without and within. Hey, hallelujah. Go on into the holy of holies. You, amen, are now ready. Go on in. He has qualified you. Go on in the holy of holies. And all the chains that are trying to stay on you, they're going to dissolve because the anointing of God destroys the yoke of bondage. Somebody rest on your feet and give God the best praise you can give him. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.